1: Curtis Lewa
0: Curtis Lewa Rip and Reed Check this out This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa This is the Rip and Reed
1: Well, well. Blast from the past, Lou, Macedonian Phil, Herb Albert, and the Tijuana Brass. Herb Albert was birthed in Los Angeles, by the way, Romanian parents who were Jews, and created this band that was so synonymous with going across the border into Tijuana, up to Ensenada, and uh, right into the Baja, right? I mean, Herb Alvin and the Tijuana brass nice times. Everybody was having a good old time. You would hear this during spring break when the college students would head to Acapulco, all different cities in Mexico, along with high school students. And now it's changed because now they're beating the drums of war. It's almost like the drum and five core that is playing their music, beating their drums playing their flutes as the American troops are being asked to potentially march on Mexico, as if somehow this was the Revolutionary War. Uh, Hopefully, uh, our crackerjack team here of Kevin Josh has properly loaded this song in. He probably hasn't. So that's just going to piss me off. But anyway, uh, I would suggest to you, uh, Kevin, uh, excuse me, to Diego, Diego, you may want to start going back to your country of origin. Diego, who is our board operator here, who originally is from Mexico, you may want to go back and get set up in Mexico and join a Mexican militia because clearly there are Americans who want to go to war against Mexico. First, says Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who has called for the U.S. military force against a drug cartel south of the border. And then in a full page editorial in the Wall Street Journal, which for years wanted Mexicans coming in illegally for years because obviously it was great because you could pay them nothing, pay them a few pesos. Wall Street Journal and capitalists love that. And now all of a sudden they flip the script. Now they want to go to war against Mexico the lead editorial and article was, the US, U.S. must defeat Mexico's drug cartels. And I'm saying to myself, now, now, who wrote this? Former Attorney General William Barr wants us to send in military troops against the narco-terrorists claiming that it's a national security threat more like ISIS than the American Mafia? And America can no longer tolerate narco-terrorist cartels? What are they out of their mind? For years, the mafia would be getting all the poppies from Afghanistan, from other parts of the Far East, would bring them over the mountains of Kathmandu and Nepal, and then would bring them to their chemical laboratories in Sicily and in Marseille, France, And turn the poppies into heroin and then bring it into the belly of ships into America, try to sell it to the blacks and then ended up selling it to everybody else. Did we ever blow up those those um, heroin laboratories in Marseille, France or in Sicily? And the answer is, of course, we did not. Of course, we did not. So now it's like we got to go to war. I don't know what this is. I'll tell you what it is. The military-industrial complex, because they got all these armaments, they got all this modern technology. Maybe they'll hire Sean Penn as a consultant. You remember how the actor, by his lonesome self, along with Joaquin El Chapo Guzman's girlfriend, was able to find him in the southern jungles of uh, Mexico and do an interview with him. So maybe they'll hire Sean Penn as a scout. By the way, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman is now in Florence, Colorado, the Supermax, doing triple life without parole. But no, no, no. We we must. We must invade Mexico. And this comes on the heels of a man that we perpetually hear here at WABC, on every uh, other news talk radio station, news talk TV station, Gordon Chang, who has banged the drums that. We should go to war against Red China because Red China will attack Taiwan, A.K.A. Formosa, and it eventually will come for Guam before it capsizes, according to the uh, Democratic uh, Georgia congressman who predicted that it would capsize ten years ago. This is the most nonsensical thing that I have ever heard. As we bang the drums of war, McCarthy is now not going to Taiwan, A.K.A. Formosa, but Pelosi had a bigger set. Then McCarthy and Pelosi went, and remember, we said, oh, if you Pelosi, you go, there'll be war with red China. There was no war. How ridiculous! Oh, by the way, no, I'm late in They're now running my video on the Fox News channel. You know, uh, the terrorists, the domestic terrorists, running through the uh, fish restaurant. In College Point, Queens. That I'll be going out there tonight to deal with. I'm sorry, I digress. I just got to beat up on our Cracker Jack news uh, team without the Cracker Jack prize in it. So anyway, let's let's listen to Gordon Chang. I'll never forget the day. It was February 11th. It was right before the Super Bowl that Sunday. Right before. George Bush, excuse me, George Bush, excuse me, right before Joe Biden gave the order to shoot down that red Chinese balloon over South Carolina. Remember what Gordon Chang was saying morning, noon and night as he was banging the drums of war? Committing an act of war. This is an
2: act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. An act of war. An act of war. War. Committing an act of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war.
1: And he has since conflated that and added on the Russians and Putin, and he has continued. Now, by, by the way, who funds these guys who keep promoting war? You ever look at the funders of their foundations or their institutes? It's the corporations who are involved in the military-industrial complex. Start with Blackstone first and then work your way down, right? So we continue to hear Gordon Chang beat the drums for us to go to war against uh, uh, against Red China. And what did uh, Speaker of the House McCarthy do? He decided to cancel his visit to Taiwan, whereas Pelosi, if you remember, she went. So that meant that Pelosi had a bigger pair than McCarthy. This is nonsense. And then, of course, the perennial uh, warmonger himself, General Jack Keane, if you look at his portfolio of all the companies that he shills for as a lobbyist, and the institute to study war that he gets funded of—it's all Fortune 500 companies led by Blackstone and others, where war becomes a great profitable vehicle. Remember, remember—we hear him almost every other day. We see him on uh, talk TV. General Jack Keene, who is right out of Central Casting, might as well have been in Doctor Strange Love. That is alarming to me. It's more serious for
0: problem. Because I believe that China is not just trying to uh, get information from military bases by surveilling them. They're trying to penetrate the United States with other kinds of vehicles and find out where we're vulnerable because we don't have sufficient radar coverage or sufficient satellite
1: coverage. And likely that is in the south, southeast, and southwest. Hmm, exactly where they want to sell their hardware to. And then, of course, there is the perennial. Uh warmonger himself, former Vice President Dick Cheney, remember how he insisted we go to war against Saddam Hussein because of weapons of mass destruction? Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Oh, uh, yeah, and he went on and on. How did that work out for us, huh? What a mess it created in the Persian Gulf in the Middle East. And now we see headline after headline, American fentanyl crisis unleashed on purpose by Mexican drug cartels. Well, let's face it, the Red Chinese are the ones who manufacture it, transport it to Mexican. Mexico. Mexico mules it over. Let's say you uh, stopped all illegal traffic of human sex trafficking, fentanyl, drugs, everything illegal across the Mexican border. You still have it coming in the belly of ships, more ships each and every day. You can't check all the cargo containers. Did you ever think? that maybe we Americans that have an insatiable appetite to get high, to have all kinds of drugs, to consume all kinds of drugs, we are the number one consumer nation in the world of illegal drugs. Do you think maybe we play a role in this by creating the demand and then the criminal enterprises will create the supply? Look at these crazy headlines here. The FBI and other U.S. government authorities urged spring breakers to avoid Mexico due to the risk of kidnapping based based on this most recent case that we saw right down at the border. And it was horrific. We saw the Americans being pulled out and being put in the back of a pickup truck. Two were killed. The others were injured. But now we see that the wife of the man who survived the Mexico kidnapping, in Matamorosa. The killed two says she didn't know he was traveling south of the border with a friend who was having a tummy tuck and says her husband was shot three times who was the friend having a tummy tuck <laughs> Probably his Gumada, right and we're going to go to war over this Hey Diego you better get ready uh you better join with the uh, na- national militia in New Mexico Remember how we had this happen before Who was it? Pancho Villa came across the border and raided some ranches in New Mexico. And his troops went back smoking la cucaracha, smoking reefer. And remember Woodrow Wilson, the president, empowered blackjack uh, Pershing, blackjack uh, himself, blackjack Pershing to go after him and find him and kill him and bring justice to him. By the way, they all caught up to Pancho Villa and his marijuana smoking troops. But that was a preparation to go to World War I. Remember when we sent the Marines to invade in Veracruz? How many times have we done this? We want to start a war. You think most Americans who are going on spring break are going to heed the advice of the FBI and the U.S. government? And by the way, what about all those expats? 1.6 million expat patriotic Americans who now live in Mexico because they can survive on Social Security there, including Jesse the Body Ventura. Remember, former wrestler, former governor of Minnesota, could have been the second Ross Perot. Are they to all pack their bags and leave their their, uh, expat colonies there and come back into the United States? This is just another attempt to get Americans all fired up This time to go to war against the narco terrorists in Mexico. By the way, I scratch my head and say, Do you know how many there are? Do you know where they are? That means we're going to have to take over the country of Mexico because they've infiltrated into the presidency, into the uh, military. In fact, it was the United States at Fort Benning, Georgia, that trained the best, the brightest Mexican military operatives, who then went back and formed the Zetas, who were supposed to uh, attack the narco-terrorists, and instead they became enforcer gangs for the narco-terrorists, and then decided, why should we provide security from them? We could sell drugs, and we could be our own narco-terrorist group. We created some of this menace, and hey, Americans... Stop using the illegal drugs. If we would stop with this insatiable appetite for illegal drugs, we wouldn't be feeding the beast of the narco terrorists in Mexico and the fentanyl manufacturers in Red China.
0: This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. This is the Rip and Read. Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of seventy seven WABC and Curtis Lewa.
1: This song for International Women's Day was selected by my gorgeous wife, Nancy, Animal Rescuer number 1. And this is a blast from the past, Nancy. Which great group came up with this song?
2: Um, Motley Crue.
1: Motley Crue. Excellent. Excellent selection. Actually, I had picked this song, and this was a much, much better song. So Nancy is in studio with me today for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's International Women's Day that we've been celebrating all day long. The queen of the parade is Cindy Adams. And there are so many other women contributors who will be appearing and you will be hearing their voices all day long. But this morning, Nancy, uh, even though for the purposes of uh, being in a swing of things, I identified myself as a woman. What you're permitted to do under the new gender and sexuality rules and regulations at any given moment of any given day. If I say I'm a woman, everybody must accept it, or HR will have a major, major problem on their hands. And even though I did all that, I was removed from the lineup by Sid Rosenberg, who said, well, we have to have women. And instead, he was interviewing Peter King, the congressman, uh, and saying, well, he's the reason that George Santos, the drag queen, is now sitting in the House of Representatives, courtesy of the Nassau County GOP and Peter King. That was the excuse. Can you believe that?
2: I don't believe that whatsoever. Well, anyway,
1: Nancy, forget all that, Mishigosh. I'll deal with that in the SIDRAP. What a disgrace that was. But people, if you don't know it, Nancy is part and parcel of our extended family here at WABC. We have the animal welfare show that we do on Sunday nights from 11 to 12. If you haven't heard it, you can go to the WABCradio.com site, hit the podcast. You can hear all the old shows that we've been in and every Sunday. It's like Appointment Radio 11 or 12. I can only say from the many hours I do, Nancy, it's the most listened to, the most requested, the most phoned in of all the shows we do. And today, after uh, this show, we will be doing our half-hour video that is now available once a week. If you go to YouTube and you type in Red Apple Media, and you will see that there are four, count them, four, uh, animal welfare shows featuring uh, Nancy and myself as we deal with issues that go well beyond what we talk about on the radio. So this concept of talking about animals on the radio was an old one, and we've revived it, Nancy, because you don't ever hear it any longer on radio. So it's a credit to you and what you do with the Guardian Angel Animal Rescue Uh, And Protection Unit and all the other people out there, volunteers who do this on a regular basis, representing all their groups.
2: Yeah, and to your point, it does seem to be um, a lot of women who are involved in animal rescue. So it's great that you see guys getting involved now. And I think that's a um, sort of a wonderful sort of role that people can join in and help together. But at the same time, it's really women who are out there on the ground taking care of a lot of these animals and with the day-to-day issues they have, it's a lot of uh, TLC required.
1: Well, in fact, I'm going to do for Gnome later and, and James Flippen what they didn't do for me with the exclusive that I gave them yesterday about that uh, mob that ripped up that Chinese fish store in College Point that I'll be dealing with tonight. It's running all over the Fox News now. It's been everywhere. We had it first, but what? But Gnome has thrown to us this story that we're going to talk about and we will talk about on Sunday night uh, from 11 to 12. A former Baywatch star turned animal activist is on trial today for stealing a chicken. Alexandra Paul, who played Stephanie Holden on the show, took to Twitter to rally support. Paul and another woman faced misdemeanor charges for removing two chickens from the truck uh, in Northern California. Now, you've seen a lot of this, uh, people who rescue animals that are destined for the slaughterhouse or animals who escape themselves and then are rescued by people who won't return them to the slaughterhouse. Uh, Give us your overview on this.
2: Well, I mean, I I think this is a great form of protest to have. I I wish there was more of it going on, but you can see with as few rights as animals have and what was actually done that day obviously is making like barely a dent in it. But really, the point is to make like this uh, legal fight and to bring attention to it. The fact that they're so aggressively prosecuting her uh, really speaks to the point that you know animal rights are. You have to really, really be a champion for them. And in many um, you know instances, you're going to be going against a lot of different powers because there's so many people who are involved in using animals for their own purpose. So you really have to be, you know, stick by your beliefs and just be willing to stand up for this.
1: Yeah, and see, uh, Noam Layden, we ran with your story, but then again, there won't be a quid pro quo. I can guarantee you that, uh, Nancy. Now, interesting because Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar for his portrayal of the Joker uh, and then immediately went to rescue a calf who is destined to be slaughtered so it could be a piece of veal on somebody's plate. He's a total, totally into caring for, for animals. He's starring in Joker 2 nice. with Lady Gaga, who became famous for wearing a, a pork chop dress. Remember with actual pork chops or or all kinds of, uh, steaks on it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if, uh, If he has a sit-down conversation with her about that, since they're both spending so much time on the movie set for Joker 2. A
2: little come-to-Jesus moment?
1: Yeah, I I think so. I think so. (laughs) But let's talk about the issues at hand. Uh, Today we have Guardian Angels out in Howard Beach. Uh, They found 14 cats that have been slaughtered along the roadside, one that had been hung from a fence. There's still no information about this uh, cat killer. And although it's received some attention, it just seems that a lot of people are of the opinion, "Ah, you know, animal abusers, uh, that's not really a priority. We have to go after the people abusers, you know, those who kill people or beat people or rob people. We can't be focused on uh, those that slaughter animals or those that torture animals.
2: Well, I mean, you should be more concerned about people who are willing to do that to animals because those are the weakest elements of society. So it should be the exact opposite effect. It should be that this recognition that this is very sociopathic behavior, and you need to, to get those people in right away because the abuses against animals, they will lead to abuses against people. I think it's enough that it's against the animals, but let's face this. This is like a, a great indicator that this person is set to be a sociopath in society, and let's remove them. Now, isn't this amazing
1: That they're bringing this to your attention there in Howard Beach and the Guardian Angels uh, Animal Protection Division, because it seems that the police and the DA's office they don't consider this a priority. Well, I mean, if
2: you if you reach out to the police, the problem is it's so low priority. So they'll I mean we've gone to them multiple times with degrees of proof, degrees of witnesses, pictures. I mean the amount that they need before they get moving. Is fairly ridiculous, which is why I understand how, you know, why so many people take it in their own hands in this sense because that's the only way to really um, effectively save the animal. And you have to be strong and speak up about it. If you see animal abuse going on, You know, you should be the one to speak out about it. Um, These animals can't help themselves. You're the only one who can be a voice for them.
1: And we partnered up with uh, Rob Becerra and Grace Navarro of Ruthless Paws. Uh, We put together a $5,000 reward uh, for any information that leads to the arrest and prosecution uh, of the person or persons uh, responsible for the cats being slaughtered in Howard Beach and again, we'll be on the scene uh, in just a few hours. But that also leads us to what happened in Richmond Hill a few days earlier when it was determined that somebody was taking um, toxic chemicals and dousing uh, cats with it and maiming them and torturing them.
2: Yeah, and I mean, and even to say it as such, it really doesn't do justice to it because to see the after effects of how much these animals uh, suffered. So again, you have another area where. If you see someone, they might just uh, presume they're, they're pests, or so we want to get rid of them. You have to be mindful of this. If you see someone putting it down, talk to them about it. Alert them to the fact that there's other animals that can get into this. Try to educate them on it. And if they do it, make sure you take a picture of them and call the cops. This is how you have to you know, approach these things.
1: And uh, guardian angels have been out there in Richmond Hill following up on that. And then, of course, there's the largest of all of God's creatures and mammals, the whales that are washing ashore. Over two dozen, the most recent in the channel that separates New York and uh, New Jersey, a humpback whale. Dolphins uh, along the Jersey Shore. Uh, And immediately, if you even say, well, you know, the only thing that's changed is you're putting up these uh, generators six miles offshore, large windmills to create green energy, which is good. But maybe in the construction, maybe in pursuit of finding a place deep in the sea to anchor them in, it's causing harm to the well They don't even want to consider it. They don't want to study it. No, absolutely not. And you say, why, why this belligerence? Why this well, stubbornness?
2: Yeah, I mean you have to consider the source and, and follow the money. The, the organizations that are telling you that it's not a big deal are the same ones responsible for leasing out the land. So. There's no way they're going to accept any liability, and there's certainly no way they're going to stop this forward momentum of something that has so much money vested in it. So at this point, what we're going to have to do is, I think, just be very aggressive to try and shut this down. I don't I don't see any way else around it. They said it takes 30 years to decommission these things once they get going. So once, once they're full in, if it does have these effects and they do tie it together – There's just no stopping the devastation that's going to happen in the water.
1: And by the way, the lobbyists, as you mentioned, uh, have a lot of money. The main uh, provider of these generators and the windmills are from Sweden, not even American companies. But then that takes us to Central Park, where there is Flacco the owl, who floats around. They said Flacco could never survive after somebody had released it from the Central Park Zoo you have all the bird watchers who said, oh, Flacco will die. And yet Flacco has survived and is feeding on mice and rats at night like normal owls do who are not in captivity. So, boy, that's given us another way to remedy the rat and mice situation in New York City. You have owls who are their natural predators. And, of course, what we promote, the feral
2: cats. And what's great with Flacco is Flacco isn't... Native to this area, so Flacco can't reproduce. So you keep Flacos. Uh, Flacco will remain one for a while.
1: <laughs> and then finally, uh, it was back on December seventh that Mayor Eric Adams said he wanted a rat czar. Talked about a hundred and seventy thousand dollars that would pay be paid to the rat czar. All the special responsibilities a rat czar would have because rats are overwhelming the city. Mice are overwhelming the city. We're not blaming Eric Adams. It happened all during the lockdown and pandemic. Then by January 7th, still no rats are. As you remember, I stepped forward and volunteered to do it at night, and you were saying, what? Another thing you're going to be doing? Well, you know me. I'm out at night anyway. I'm nocturnal, like the owls, like the feral cats, and that's what we suggested on his block. You were there. Lafayette Avenue. Yeah,
2: and since then, there's been new commissions formed and new people appointed in all different areas, but this remains vacant for some odd reason.
1: Then February 7th, and he gave his State of the City address, and he said, I can I can tell you one thing for sure, Curtis Lee will, will never be the right czar in New York City. And we're now past March 7th. That's four months. And, you know, the guy reminds me of Hamlet. You know how Hamlet would contemplate things and never be able to make a decision, you know, Uh, A swagger man with no plan.
2: Oh, you you and Adams can can swap uh, Shakespeare stories.
1: That's right. Shakespeare stories. (laughs) Macbeth versus Hamlet. But anyway, we will continue to promote the use of feral cats and feral cat colonies. And if anybody would like to get in touch with you, Nancy... Uh, on any animal issues that they're in need of assistance or guidance of, uh, how can they do that?
2: Oh, um, guardianangels.org or you can email me directly, nancy at guardianangels.org.
1: So go to guardianangels.org, you'll see, um, you'll see a little, uh, little tab. What? tab. And it says Guardian Angels Animal Protection Division. That's what Nancy heads. They do a fabulous job here and all over the United States. And, in fact, we even have them doing it in Italy now amongst our Italian Guardian Angel chapters. So we don't just talk about it here. And on International Women's Day, our contribution to the discussion of what women have done is uh, not only in the form of Nancy's appearance here, she appears every Sunday night, 11 to 12, with me on the Animal Welfare Hour. Again, you can go see the videos about animal welfare once a week. Just type in uh, YouTube and uh, Red Apple Media, and you'll see four episodes of there. But all the other women out there who volunteer their times to take care of animals and cat colonies... And they do it anonymously and they do it selflessly. So we honor all of them today on International Women's Day here at WABC. It's the
0: Rip and Read. Talking about Featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Griffin Reed, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Oh, Nothing me. can stop me, I'm all the no. way up. Me. Uh-huh.
1: All the way up. Me. Yeah, this should be Sid Rosenberg's theme song by Mr. Coke Boy. French Montana, who hangs out with Sid's homeboy, Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan. But this morning, he wouldn't allow me on the airwaves at 7.05, as he does Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, claiming it's International Women's Day. Yet he had on Peter King, uh, under the proviso that it was the Nassau County GOP and Peter King that allowed George Santos, the drag queen, to become U.S. congressman. (laughs) Ha, 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 really. Anyway, so he was taking shots at me nonstop. Let me tell you how bad it is for Curtis. You know, I love him. If you turn his rating point around from a 2.7 and make it a 7.2, he still doesn't beat me. We'll read all the poems we want, Smartass. Well, his best friend Eric Adams is dyslexic, so I'm sure that's how he reads it. (laughs) He still don't win. Say that. As I told uh, Sid Point Blank yesterday, you keep reading poetry on the air. That's NPR stuff. You're going down. I mean, you don't read poetry on the air. You just don't. Not at a place like WABC, especially if you're number one. But he's going to continue to do whatever the hell he wants to do because he he thinks he's pretentious. He thinks he's omnipotent. At this point, he'll become impotent in the ratings if he continues to read poetry. So there's a guy out there in South Dakota who wakes up every morning now and writes poems for me. Even Danielle doesn't do that. And uh, so I read one of the poems, his first poem yesterday. We loved it, by the way. Well, I, I don't care what Curtis likes or doesn't like. My God, when Curtis <laughs> Curtis got a 2.7 last book, I got a 7.6. <laughs> so when Curtis gets the ratings I get and gets this show, which, he's, which he wakes up every morning hoping I die to get, then he can make those decisions. Well, there's no doubt. You know, I pray. I light candles. If Sid drops dead... Hey, I'm the man, right? And that'll be my third time doing mornings, and he knows that. That's say that's the nature of the business. Come on, you know I'll give him a good eulogy. I'll make sure I say nice things about Sid Rosenberg. Uh, you know that's, and it'll be move on. But he's still sticking the shiv in me. Again, I advised him personally, I said, stop reading poetry on the air. Nobody wants to hear that crap on WABC. You may be the ratings leader now, but I guarantee you, you will crash and burn. So what did he do? He got his Maytag, Macedonian Phil. Instead of Macedonian Phil complaining and going to HR, he made Macedonian Phil do it. Macedonian Phil, take it away. I have to read this. This is spite Seg. Do I have to? This is. Yes, it is. This is all spite, revenge. I don't want to do this. I don't care what you want. Okay, well. Yeah, you case, work for me. You do I what can... I say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tune in to Sid and friends each morn. For laughs and grins and daily scorn, Sid Rosenberg leads the way with muscles and jokes to start your day.
0: His rotating cast of friends are near to add their wit and spread good cheer. Sports and politics will cover it all.
2: Local news
0: and
1: entertainment, You see that? You sound like Satan, Macedonian Phil. Why don't you march into HR, show you got a pair, and complain that he forced you to do that. But no, Macedonian Phil is Sid Rosenberg's Maytag.